The end of any relationship can elicit deep feelings of pain, abandonment, and insufficiency. At least that's what breakups have warranted me. You know your poison, so I'll leave it up for you to decide. These feelings have the tendency to become so deep and sometimes all-consuming that they strip away at the humanity of the other person. They're a piece of because they decided to end things, right? We spend days, weeks, and even months nitpicking at the things that transpired during the relationship. I know when I'm hurt, I will not hesitate to pick up my phone and send Liema or Lolo a seven-minute voice note dragging any of my past lovers of the edges they already do not have. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. A good hairline is an entry-level requirement. I do not mess with anything that's receding. Okay? Okay. I get the feeling that I have a lot of you nodding your heads in agreement. Lips pursed and fingers snapping because period, right? Right, sis? Hmm. I've also realized that when we experience a breakup, we simultaneously experience amnesia. We forget the saying. It takes two to tangle. Now, you may not be much of a dancer, but you definitely tangled, sis. Two left feet and all. Disclaimer. This does not in any way, shape, or form include any forms of gender-based violence. GBV is wrong and unjustifiable. Always. It may be a little hazy, but rock with me for a minute and I'll make this make sense for you. On this episode, I explain the ways in which past relationships have taught me that two truths can coexist. I am your host, Zizi Pomkulo, and this is episode two, season one of the Girl I Didn't Know Either podcast. Within a relationship. Compromise? What is compromising? Compromising for what? Compromising for what reason? If you've experienced heartbreak caused by the end of a relationship or being at the forefront of someone else's pain, then this may sound a bit familiar. On a rainy and stormy night, you're in your room. And this? This is your current predicament. You've lost love songs that have some sort of insidious essence. Songs that express the burning passion because of love but also because of hate. You know, the songs that say fuck you and I love you at the same damn time. If you wonder if I hate you, I do. Shitty of you to make me feel just like this. What I would do to make you feel just like this. Sound familiar, sis? Ah, how could I forget the mirror pip talk? You haven't been heartbroken if your pain hasn't prompted you to leave bed and go stand in front of your mirror and talk to your snotty nose and teary-eyed face. And for a split second, turn into your own motivational speaker. In between sniffles, of course. You're going to be fine, Zizipo, okay? You gave it your all, okay? It's fine. You're going to find love again. These, my friends, I call the BHGAs. Brokenhearted girl affirmations. Growing up, I'd throw my head back in laughter whenever the brokenhearted character would do this. I used to think that shit was so dramatic. Pre-breakup Z couldn't fathom watching herself crying. You're mirror. going to be fine. But this is post-breakup okay. Z. And let me tell you something, girl. You the mirror pip talk old. is a fundamental okay, part of healing. So if you're currently heartbroken and haven't done it, again. press pause, okay. play your best tear-jerking song, go stand in front of the mirror and watch yourself cry. And say your BHGAs. Okay? You got this, sis. So I'd go from extreme sadness to extreme denial. You want to know the perfect way to annoy your best friends? Just bring up your ex. Brokenhearted me was a pro at this. We'd be congregated in one of my best friend's rooms. And right after recovering from a fit of laughter, 
I say some shit like, you know, friend, I was thinking last night, and, and maybe he's not that bad. I mean, he, he did carry the bags for me, Jimmy, and he did take me on dates, and he, he would text me. And all relationships have their imperfections. Their faces would drop. And on the times that they didn't say the words, bitch, are you serious? I knew they were thinking it. And to answer the question, I was serious. Yin and Yang perfectly encompassed the complexity of life. I, for the longest time, was one of the people that believed that good was good and that bad was, well, bad. We refer to this as all or nothing thinking, more popularly known as black and white thinking, a concept that my very few adult years quickly had me throw out the window, especially when it came to situations that included emotional attachment. Realizing that more than one truth can coexist at the same time has set me free. Before I knew this, I'd find myself suffering a lot of frustration and confusion because as the healing and grieving process would have it, my feelings towards this person would fluctuate. I'd go from hating their guts to missing them. And at the recalling of a fun memory, I'd forget all the bad that had happened. On some days, I'd miss the person at hand so much that I'd cave and head to my notes app to begin the drafting of the perfect message. The infamous, hey, it's me, Z. I miss you that would unset myself and this person into another few months of trial and inevitable error. A few months after sending the text, I'd be reminded as to why things didn't work out the first few times we tried. I'd again opt for playing the blame game, illuminating all the other person's flaws, which would allude to my perfection, which I'll be the first person to admit I have none of. I'd again conclude that they were the bad guy instead of them simply not being the guy for me. That, my friends, was impossible. This is a train of thought that has come crashing down like the walls of a badly constructed building. I had to face the facts. My partners hadn't been perfect people and neither had I. I recently read a quote by Rob Hill Sr. that goes a little something like this. We don't see better people, we learn to see people better. Side note. I agree with this wholeheartedly. Because I saw my childhood boyfriend the other day and I have concluded that I definitely should have had a walking stick and a dog that led me. Because baby. Love totally had me blind. Anyways, I've been taking a break from any romantic interaction with the opposite gender. And through focusing on getting to know myself, I learned who Zizipo was and what she wanted and why she wanted it. Through seeing myself as a whole person with her own goals and dreams, I began to see my past partners that way too. I also began to realize their values just as I did my own. My revelation was that the relationship didn't end because I or they were horrible people. We simply wanted and valued different things pause. I had another revelation. Now, if you would love some Little Mermaid, Cinderella, or Beauty and the Beast, this might sting a little. I also learned that Disney played us. Can you believe that the most powerful four-lettered word will in fact not move mountains and do for a relationship what Jig does for stains? I had to realize that compatibility was a thing, an important thing. All in all, I had to go up and let go, and this is how. It happened through a conversation with Lolo. I was expressing to her how much I miss someone, and she said something so simple yet so profound. She said, of course you miss him. There were good things about him too, and that's what makes letting go hard at times. And she was right. We're so hasty to pack up our feelings so that we can be healed and possibly move on to the next dating prospect. We paint our experiences with one big brush in a really gross shade of green that resembles the color of shit. We don't look at the bigger picture. We look at the picture at an angle that best serves our own narrative, the narrative that paints us as superior. The truth is, my past partners have made me feel a lot of things. They've made me feel alive, passionate, sexy, happy, free, seen, celebrated, 
and they made me feel like shit, sad, unlovable, lonely, empty, lost. And I'm pretty sure I made them feel the exact same things, or a variation of them. They cared about me and I cared about them just as deeply. Unfortunately, not in the ways they needed to be cared for. And I believe they'll find people who care for them in the ways that they truly desire to be cared for. In the ways that I can't and truly have no desire to care for them. There's a saying, just because you're not eating at my table anymore doesn't mean I don't want to see you eat. Ladies and gentlemen, we are not Skims shapewear. We are not one size fits all. And that's okay. And actually, I gotta like it. So instead of that ugly and shit resembling shade of green, how about gray? Because things were neither black or white, nor were they just good or bad. They were a mixture of both, and both are valid. So let's see our experiences for all that they are, the gray nuances in them. Your gray can lean more to black or more to white. It doesn't matter. Your story, your gray, your decision. Sometimes I wish I knew this sooner. It would have stopped me from reading the same book over and over but expecting a different ending. But sometimes we need to reread a book to pick up the gems we didn't see the first time reading it through. Sometimes God doesn't change the situation because he's allowing the situation to change you. And if you didn't know that, that's okay, baby. Because girl, I didn't know either. That concludes another episode of the Girl I Didn't Know Either podcast. I genuinely hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned something that will enrich your lives. And if it did, I'd love to hear all about that. You can direct message me on Instagram at Zizimkulo. That's Z-I-Z-I dot M-Q-U-L-O on Instagrizzles. I love you guys and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you so, so much for listening and God bless you. But are you willing to compromise within a relationship? Compromise? What is compromising? Compromising for what? Compromising for what reason? If there's one thing I'm tired of hearing as of today, it's any quote that alludes to having to start something in order to be great at it. It makes perfect sense and I understand it, but I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. If I hear one more person telling me, Z, keep going, you got this, I'm going to scream. I'm going to scream. Every time someone's like, bro, you got this, just keep pushing. I feel like I'm going to fucking kill myself. <laughs> Guys, content creation is not a joke, yeah. It's not a joke. Especially because I created this platform knowing that I really just wanted a platform for myself to be myself and just express myself freely without having to care what anyone else is going to think but i do care because i do want this to be valuable in some sort of way and in wanting to create something valuable i kind of lost myself it became so much about sounding intellectual and being able to articulate myself in the best way possible and less about the message you know i lost myself in the source of perception and wanting people to feel like oh she knows what the fuck she's talking about because she threw in a couple big words and it's like uh <laughs> it's tiring it's tiring also shout out to me because i'm not using a script can you believe that the last three episodes have been scripted every single thing that i said i sat down i wrote it it was basically like me reading you guys a book or reading you guys my journal because I was just reading, child. I was just reading, okay? And it wasn't organic. I want this podcast to feel like another conversation with one of my best friends. I want to feel free enough 
to say the weird shit that I say and do the weird shit that I do over voice notes. I want to be myself. And from here onwards, that's what I'm going to try to do. And without dragging this too much further or, or dragging this longer than it needs to be drug. Is, is it, but that's, that's, not the, that's not the term. Longer than... <laughs> Without making this longer than it really needs to be. Today I'm going to be answering a couple questions that I got from you guys. And I'm so, so, so excited to be able to answer some questions that are going to have you guys have a better understanding of the type of person that I am. Just just tap into this mind of mine. Because trust me, it's worth tapping into. Without further ado, I am your host, Zizi Pomkolo, And this is episode 4. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cuatro. Episode numero cuatro. Period, because I speak a little bit of Spanish. Granted, I can only count to five. It doesn't fucking matter. Axalaya, Spanish, Spanish, Spanish. Okay. Um, episode four, season one, and yeah, let's get into these I questions that you guys have for me. To compromise? What is compromising? Compromising for what? Compromising for what reason? <laughs> okay, let me be serious. Okay, question number one. Um, pretty much, I'm going to be honest. These All these questions come from one person because y'all niggas, one thing about y'all, you guys are going to view my story and not interact, which is like, what's up with that? <laughs> what's wrong with you guys? Do you guys not see the question mark? Like, do you guys just, mm, you know? But actually, I can't even be mad at you guys because I'm I'm a silent follower on some people's accounts too. So I can't even be mad at you guys. It is what it is. It is what it is and it ain't what it ain't. Okay. Um, am I being, am I being, am I the drama? <laughs> um, question number one was why I decided to call my podcast, girl, I didn't know either. Funny story. My podcast wasn't originally, girl, I didn't know either. It was actually, girl, I don't know either. You know, initially when I was brainstorming it, that was the first name that came to mind. And I'm going to change it back. We're rebranding. Three episodes later and I'm rebranding. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm just making this shit up as I go, you guys. I really am. And that's just my motto in life. You know, the more that I know, the more that I understand that I know nothing. Because broadening your perspective means incorporating other trains of thought, other ways of looking at a situation. People have different opinions. And when you are exposed to those opinions, it kind of fucks with just your standing because now you have to take into consideration what other people are saying. With growing and having gone through these experiences that I've learned things from, I apply the knowledge that I've taken from those experiences. But then once I've done that, I feel like there's an actually even better way to address the situation. So that's why I'm going to go back to girl, I don't know either because I don't know anything. You know, we know a lot but we know nothing at the same time. I feel like learning is such an infinite process. It never ends. We're students to the game of life till forever. That's what it is. And I feel like it's more befitting to say I don't know either because I don't have the answers. I might for a second feel like, oh shit, I got it. I got it. I understand. I understand. In the following day, I'll feel like I, I don't got it. I just, yeah, psych. <laughs> that's, that's how I feel about life. The more that I collect data the more it's like damn what i've collected before this it, it means nothing so that's why i'm gonna go back to saying girl i don't know either because i don't and i just don't want to come to you guys acting like i got it together like i got it figured out because i don't we're in the same boat and in episode three i spoke about how we tend to look at people and think oh my god they've got it together just because they're wearing a blazer and nice jeans 
I don't know why that outfit combination came to mind, but it did. Okay. We tend to think they have it together and no one has it together. That's facts, no printer. The people that we look up to are just making the shit up as they go day by day. I'm not going to dwell on that because now it's going to start sounding like episode three. And episode three is done. Question number two. What was my relationship with the environment that I grew up in? And how did that environment affect the way that I viewed my body? Girl, I grew up ekasi, a good baby. A lot of people speak to me and they're like, oh, you're from the burbs. You And it's just like, what the fuck are you talking about? And maybe I look wealthy. I don't know. I would commute and go to schools in the burbs. I've been in Model C schools forever. I've never gone to a school in Lukshini. And that really impacted the dynamics that I had in terms of children in my neighborhood and the elders in my family. I was both celebrated for being someone who spoke really well English. Really well English. That sentence was really contradictory to my to my statement. But I was both celebrated for someone who spoke really good English. And then I was also condemned for it because why would it English? Oh, all those, all those things. It was really weird. One minute the kids are ridiculing me because like I think I'm bitter. We're being shunned. We're being treated like we think we're all that. The next minute these kids are gathered around you in a circle asking you to read <laughs> grandpa rappers and shit because they want to hear your accent. Niggas really used to get hype when I would just be like, grandpa. They'd be like, oh, it, I, 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 till this day, I don't understand. I don't understand. It was weird because people would beef with you just on the basis that you went to English schools. So I just felt really out of place at times and it felt like I was constantly having to defend myself. People always thought that I had the superiority complex. I felt like I had to prove that I was a good person, that I didn't think that way constantly in every social setting that I was in. <laughs> it's weird. I'm the first kid in my family to go to English schools. I'm talking from crash to, you know, the whole thing. So it was a big deal. I understood that. But it was just weird how one minute it's like, and the next minute it's like, it's, it's like, <laughs> do you like it or do you not like it? Do you want me to not be this girl or do you want me to be this girl? Because the minute there's like friends over, you want me to come and stand in front of them and speak English. You want me to come and perform for you because you're actually proud. Um, Question number three. Oh, chair. I almost skipped. How did my environment impact my relationship with my body? If you grow up in the hood, you know that catcalling is unfortunately a part of your experience as a young woman. And growing up, I never had that. I never had that because I didn't have the ideal coke bottle, you know, shape. And my cousins had that. And men would make it known that we're feeling your cousins, but we're not feeling you because you're kind of, you're not, it's not coke bottling. We don't know what's happening exactly, but it's not coke bottling and family members would make it known that they didn't approve of my body shape and it's like i don't know I, I don't know i don't know what you want me to do about my body because it's kind of the way that i'm shaped people will really come for you over things that you were born with and it's like my booty looks like an ironing board but what must be done now what must be done people in my family will always say stuff like you shape like a white girl and it's like damn what a crystal did you what does she do to you? I think she's cute. Why are you fighting the white girls? Leave them alone. Growing up in the hood in a predominantly black neighborhood. I mean, duh. <laughs> I, I really went through it. You know, it got so bad that I wanted to be catcalled. Specifically by boys my age. Because boys my age just never showed an interest in me. Like, they were always like, girl, you... 
you cute and all, but you ain't got no ass. So I don't know how we're going to work around that. In fact, we cannot work around that. So I'm just going to skip to the part where I asked for your cousin's numbers. Hook me up with your cousin, girl, because she got a fatty. It was really, really heartbreaking. And I had the craziest insecurities as a kid. Craziest insecurities. On top of that, I was really overweight. And being overweight and a young woman who was developing, my boobs were really big. And that made me a victim of over-sexualization at the hands of old men. You know, older men were always on my ass and I never understood it because it was like, bro, like, you're like old enough to be my grandfather. What's happening? Why are you shattering me? It just made me feel so uncomfortable in my own body and it made me want to lose weight and that led to a lot of eating disorders. I was a bulimic for a very long time in my teens. Um, You know, the whole process where you eat only to um, vomit. I used to binge eat. I'd starve myself. And then I'd vomit. I'd go make myself vomit because I just felt so guilty for taking in so much food. I felt like, fuck, I'm, I'm going to gain so much weight just from eating this meal. It got so bad that two slices of bread just felt like I can't. I can't do it. And I would not eat. I would drink coffee throughout the whole day and not have anything to eat, especially during back. I'd come home and i would just drink coffee my grandmother would always comment on my body and be like you you look skinny you look sick and to me that was a compliment i would get hype <laughs> when my granny was like do you want to go to the hospital because you look sick you look like you're gonna fall over deep down inside i was rejoicing i remember even going to see a therapist because of my eating disorder she was so disturbed she was so disturbed i remember her asking me so you'd rather look unhealthy and be skinny than to look healthy and i was like yeah do <laughs> what the fuck you girl i mean yes sick fact but yes so it was a really crazy 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 roller coaster falling in love with my body it's it's actually quite a recent thing the other day i looked at my butt and i was like i kind of like my butt like it, it's little and it's it fits in my jeans. It looks good. I don't ever have those problems where my waist is too is too big and my ass is sitting right. Like, I don't ever have those problems. I don't have Beyonce's problems, okay? I don't got to jump to get into my jeans. We're not working up a sweat over here. So, yeah, that's just been my journey with my body. I love it, though, now. I love it more for what it does for me rather than what it looks. And... When I let go of fixating over my weight and how much it fluctuates, I actually realized that my body takes longer to gain weight than it does to lose it. Like I lose weight really easily. If I eat poorly for three days, my body will just lose a lot of weight. And if I eat badly for like a month, I think I'll only start to see it in the middle of the second month where I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm actually gaining weight. That's when I'll start to see the changes in my body. My body takes quite a bit of time to gain weight. Which is contradictory to what I've always thought. I always thought it was harder for me to lose weight and I could gain weight in the snap of a finger. I felt guilty about two slices of bread. So you can kind of understand where my my psyche was at. Then you have like the BBL pandemic. The epidemic pandemic with you virus. <laughs> the BBL um, epidemic where everyone has this hourglass shaped body and... You know, it's, it's it's something that you can do now. It's a tangible body shape. And like, I did flirt with it for such a very long time. But I'm definitely at a place in my life where it's like, I like being small and compact and having, I like my proportions. I'm good with it. I'm happy with it. And I'm only 22. And the way that my bank account is looking chair, <laughs> I foresee a lot of zeros in the future. Mm? So if I decide to change my mind two, three years from now, then I'll change my mind. But for now... I'm completely happy with my body. I like the way that I put it together in clothes. Not put it together. I'm not a Barbie. You cannot disassemble my limbs. 
what am I saying? I like the way that I have learned my dimensions and I know how to put together clothes and make them look good and flattering for my body. I love it. Let's go. That concludes another episode of the Girl I Don't Know Either podcast. I genuinely hope you guys enjoyed this episode and learned something that will enrich your lives. And if it did, I'd love to hear all about that. You can direct message me on Instagram at Zizimkulo. That's Z-I-Z-I dot M-Q-U-L-O on Instagrizzles. I love you guys and hope to hear from you soon. Thank you so, so much for listening and God bless you. But are you willing to compromise within a relationship? To compromise? What is compromising? Compromising for what? Compromising for what reason?